Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again, without a camera on, is Colin Mitchell. Colin, I don't know what you, I don't know what you want from me. I, I want don't. you to fix your setup. I can't fix it. I'm not going to spend $100. You haven't streamed in the last three days, four days? I, I can have my other camera on, but you said you don't like that camera. I, I mean, you can turn it You can turn it on. You can try it's, it. It's too late. You can't do it now that we're in the meeting? No, I have to restart my computer to do okay. it. Okay. All right. Well, let's not let's not do that. Um, you're already late enough drastic. as it is. You're 15 all minutes right. late to the Zoom. You were first of all, you were late last week, so let's not uh That's that's last week. I don't even think I was. I don't I don't know what you're saying. Regardless, we have the <clears throat> offensive lineman today, Colin. The big the big boys up front. Um I, I said we said that the running backs podcast would be our shortest. Probably, I think this will probably be our shortest because similar to the running backs, we kind of know <clears> what we're getting here. Um, there, there was a we we thought they were going to get all five starters back, and then Interius Gray ended up entering the transfer portal and leaving. Yep. So that opened up one of the guard positions. Uh, but other than that, you have four return, returning starters in Manasseh Mose at center. Uh, Daisy on Carroll at right guard, Jacob Brammer at right tackle, and Cole Brown at left tackle. So you have those four returners. And then we start to see the dividends of successful recruiting classes, in my opinion. We start to see where those are starting to pay off um, on the offensive line, which we always hoped would be the case, but we yep. never really knew. So um, after that, you have guys like Tishon Turpin, uh, Jet Duncan, uh, Chris Cassidy, Daxton Byers, John Brunner, Cade Vaughn, Dane Jackson. Um, I've even heard really good things about true freshman Gabe Blair in the spring um, mm-hmm. and summer. So, um, you know, yeah, good amount of talent there. Uh, what, what are you looking forward to seeing from this offensive line? Uh, just them continuing to get better because in years past, it's been so bad. And it's not like, like there wasn't there. Like when you think about it before last year, there wasn't a transition from bad to almost awful to good. You know what I mean? Like it was just like, okay, we can't keep sitting here thinking the offensive line is going to be good. It is what it is. And then all of a sudden they came out and they were really good because remember the DeAndre Planton and the, the yeah. Jacob Brammer years, those were, that was supposed to be the quote unquote, like the transition to good or whatever you want to call it. So it, I think it's just going to be what I'm looking forward to is just the fact that they're, that we know that they're good and that they're going to get better because like you said, this is where the recruiting classes start to pay off. It always felt like they had decent players, but now I think with this recruiting class, with the recruiting classes starting to come in, starting to assert themselves, because you still have Manasseh Mose, who was not a highly regarded recruit by any means, but he's a veteran. Jacob mm-hmm. Brammer was not a highly recruited guy, but he is a veteran now at this point. Uh, Carroll was a transfer. Brown was not a highly rated player. Um, so you look at this and you're like, okay, these guys aren't on paper that much better than the guys that were starting for Littrell early in, you know, 2017, 2018 and 2019. But I am going to give a lot of credit to Mike Blesh, the new offensive line coach from last year. I think that he actually made a substantial change, a substantial difference in this offensive line, Mm -hmm. whether it was um, their mindset or just them being on the same page. I did. I don't know if you remember this, but, because I honestly didn't remember it until I was going through our YouTube page. And I did a story about their um, the offensive line on, on YouTube for a video. Yeah, yeah. And 
it was just you can kind of tell that I think it was a VIP story, so that's maybe why I forgot about it. But you can just tell the continuity of the team was just on another level. And that's pretty much like half the battle for an offensive line is just continuity, being on the same page and not giving up unblocked players to hit your quarterback, which happened far too often with Mason Fine. Um, and it gave Austin Ani and Jason Bean chances at quarterback to, um, you know, make plays. It helped that they were mobile, but I mean, this offensive line took significant st- steps forward and it went from being clearly one of the worst in conference USA to one of the top six, I'd say top, yeah. I mean, definitely top seven, which is the top half of the conference, but top six, top seven. And like you said, it'll be interesting to see if they can continue to get better. Do you think that it matters? Do you think, do you think anything will change with Mike Blesh being the offensive coordinator now? Do you think anything? No, because I mean, it's still his, it's still his philosophy. And if that's what, if that's what made the change, then in terms of them being good from bad to good, then, then I think that, I mean, that's still going to be there. Obviously I don't even care. Honestly, if we see an improvement, it just needs to be good again. Yeah. Just, just at the very least do what you did last year. You can't, you can't ask for after what they had for like 10 years, you can't ask for, (laughs) for, for better. Yeah, and it went from an offensive line where in 2017, 2018, we're always like, like, damn, like, who's that, like, backing them up and stuff. I mean, you have guys – I'm assuming at that other guard spot, you have a major competition in – I mean, at both the guard spots pretty much because you put Jet Duncan, Dazion Carroll, Chris Cassidy, John Broner. If you just put those four and then maybe Kate Vaughn, but he's a little younger. Um, if you put those guys in competition for two guard spots – you're coming out with a pretty good result out of that. Oh, yeah. So that gives me a good amount of confidence because other than that, the guard spots, you have mostly Bramber and Brown, who I trust as just veteran presences. Presences? Veteran presences? Is that right? Yes, presence. Okay. I think it's just presence. A veteran presence, okay, Um. on, you know, around them. So I, I'm interested to see if Mike Blesh – I don't think he'll change anything. Uh, one thing we did see a lot of in the years past is running backs constantly staying in to help block. Yeah. Um, which did help them last year. Like if you look at it, the running backs, I think combined for like four pass catches last year, the entire season, something mm-hmm. along those lines. Um, I'm maybe does he use the running backs more? Does he use the tight ends more um, in a more versatile way? Uh, there's just a couple things I'm interested to see if they change at all schematically just with, blush but i feel like we're on the we we approach this the same in that it's still going to be seth latrell pretty much his offense right it has to be and we talked about that last year like this is like his 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 hand is going to be all over this because he knows that this is basically a make or breaker year yeah gabe blair and rayvon chrome as true freshmen um i don't think they're going to play but i that those are two really really good gets for them uh recruiting wise and the offensive line which we've said time and time again during mason's time mason kind of accelerated the process they didn't have an offensive line they didn't have a defense you know they had some weapons but um you know the skill position players kind of accelerated what this team was early in the latrell years now we could be looking at where it's the opposite it could be the offensive line starting to carry this team and that's 
that's what good teams in Conference USA especially have to do. Like that's UAB, that's Louisiana Tech, that's you go down yep. a list of, of good teams. Most of them have the big dudes that can play. So um I don't know. I'm I don't know. I'm like you said, I just want them to be as good as they I want them to be top six, top five in conference USA. And if we're looking at a team that gives the quarterback chances and yeah. just doesn't completely suck, I think that's a I think that's a huge win. Because this team, as we have talked about on previous podcasts, have plenty of weapons to do damage. Yep. I just it's just I that they, they were never able to utilize those weapons. Yeah, and like you said, skill position players, you can have the best skill position players, but if you lose in the trenches, and at least in Conference USA, and probably in all of football, if, if you think about yeah. it, it's you're not winning. Yeah, and even when – because that's what – okay, because this goes to a point that we've, we've made before in that last year and I'm mean, really all the years um, with Latrell, it's kind of felt a little boomer bust type, you know? Yeah uh explosive plays you had those but then you'd have those three and outs you'd have those uh halves where you just couldn't score like the old dominion game in 2018 where they just literally couldn't score you'd have like the utsa game where you couldn't score um that comes a lot of that comes from offensive line inconsistency so hopefully if this offensive line can replicate what it did last year if not do a little better you see that consistency you see oscar Attaway plunging forward and making it third and two third and three you know instead of it being a third and eight third and nine and that's where you're going to see the biggest difference because offense line is not something that is easy to track yeah. for anybody like even unless if you like literally we would go to games Colin. remember Colin kenny would be like all right i'm watching the offensive line yeah and, you gotta have someone dedicated to it yeah you have to kind of be focused in on it to a degree um i mean obviously you'll see the obvious sheds and the obvious pancakes and all that stuff but the down to down stuff is not easy to track. So um, it, it's going to be really interesting to see. I think that's how you're going to kind of see it play out is can this team get into second and shorts, third and shorts and not have to play behind the, behind the chains. So that's, that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, is there, remember, <laughs> This is just a side story now, but remember when Jacob, <laughs> remember when Jacob Brammer was a, I think it was a freshman and we were saying to play him over, uh, was it Jordan, Jordan Murray? Murray? Yeah. Looks like we were right. Finally. Cause man, two years ago did not look like we were going to be right. Hey, but he was so young at that point. We were like, again, no, he was, we, we were, we were, we were asking too much of him. Like we were asking him to change the offensive line. Yeah. Basically. We were, we were just like, we were just, yeah, but we were also just like, why not play him? He's young and no, for sure, for sure, for sure. Something in the future. But then when he did play, you know what I mean? Like whenever Ladarius Hamilton was like, yeah, uh, what was that story? He's... Yeah, when he J- Ladarius Hamilton had like a wrapped up hand and just destroyed yeah. him on the on the line. This was two years ago, so uh, this was before Jacob Brammer's sophomore year. I don't know something like that, and just ate him alive. Brammer's come a long way from then. And, um, you know, I want to give us credit, obviously, because we uh, championed him when he was a freshman. So we always take credit on this podcast. Got to. Got to get got to take all of our flowers all the time. 100 percent. Well, that's all we had, I think, for the offensive line. I mean, like I said, pretty short, uh, pretty straightforward podcast here. We've been talking about the offensive line and raving about them for the most part for the past year. Almost in every single 
podcast. Like, seriously, we're just like in awe that the offense line is actually a capable unit now. So shout out Mike Blesh. Shout out uh, Jacob Brammer. Shout out Manasseh Mose. Uh, shout out to all the offensive linemen. Um, they're going to be one of, if not the most important unit on this team. And we expect them to be very good. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, if you haven't already, check out our receiver and running backs podcasts that we did before. All these are going to be about 12, 15, 20 minutes long. Um, next up, we will have the quarterbacks. So check that out in a couple of days. Um, what is today? Colin? Today is Tuesday. Uh, well, actually, we're, I'm posting this on Wednesday. So Wednesday, we'll have offense line out. Friday, we'll have the quarterbacks out. And then we'll go defense after that. So check out all that. If you haven't already, um, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple. Um, subscribe and follow us on SoundCloud as well. And follow us on Twitter at Green 247 Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you all later.